Greetings, everyone. Lieutenant Colonel Alan West here, and welcome to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. You gotta light them up before they burn it down. Hey, greetings, everyone, and welcome back to the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast. I have the pleasure and honor of having one of the great ones, a dear friend of mine from right here in the Irving, Texas area, and that's Jacob Boyens. He is a native of South African and an American citizen. So he is really, just like we had Lara Logan last week, he is really an African-American. I'm just a black guy, okay? But Yaku is really an African-American. He is internationally recognized speaker on human trafficking, Christian faith, and motivation. As the oldest brother of a sister who is a sex trafficking survivor, Yaku turned abolitionist in 2001 as the founder of ShareTogether.org and Yaku Boyan Ministries, fighting the crime of human trafficking and child sexual exploitation. Yako later produced and directed the feature film Eight Days, written by his wife and inspired by actual events of sex trafficking within the United States. He produced and directed the documentary feature film Sex Nation, which was released just last month. He is a frequent guest on local, national, and international television and radio shows to include TEDx, Blaze TV, Fox Business, Fox National, and regional CNN, MSNBC, OAN, CBS, The Steve Harvey Show, Newsmax, Real America's Voice, and many, many more. Yako is also the host of the TV show The Bottom Line. He actively fights against child sex trafficking in the United States of America and globally giving aid and linking with agencies such as the TSA, FBI, police departments, sheriff departments, CIA, ICE, and Homeland Security, SRT, foreign agencies, and over 172 NGOs in 56 countries around the world. Yako is a former advisory member to the Trump White House on Africa, I mean, on Anti-Trafficking Council and a key advisor to several nations and organizations combating human trafficking. He has an educational background in sports medicine and had a professional sports career in South African rugby and Canadian and American football. So you don't mess with this guy. He can hurt you. Yako. Thanks so much for being with us here on the Steadfast and Loyal Podcast, my friend. Colonel West, thank you. God bless you. You know, the only thing needed to be said is this is a son of God and he wants to fight evil. That's it. And I think that's what we all want. And there's plenty of evil going around right now. And please call me Alan. You know, this week we're going to see Title 42 being lifted. And we already yeah. see, uh, you know, just lines of people stacking up at our borders and the concern that I have is not just what's going to happen at the ports of entry, but what happens in between the ports of entry. How do you think that the lifting of Title 42 will affect this human and sex trafficking issue that we're seeing here in the United States? 
the migration crisis, and it's a crisis at the Texas southern border, uh, is already epidemic. We are about to see a disaster, arguably the largest catastrophe in, in a humanitarian crisis in recorded history. We've never seen this. You know, I, I, I went through this the last couple of days, Alan, and I'm looking at the migrant crisis in 2015 in Great Britain with Brexit, you know, in the migrant crisis in Sudan and Cote d'Ivoire and Nigeria and Africa. Nothing. It pales in comparison to what we're about to witness. We have 700,000 migrants amassed in Mexico held back that arguably are going to cross in a period of five days. We're going to have yeah. half a million people cross into America in five days, into cities that are already you know, stressed to the max. The healthcare system may implode, and I'm not doom and gloom, I'm just a realist. Mm -hmm. The healthcare system may implode. Civil services are going to implode. The homeless population in America is expanding at a, at a neck break speed today because all of these migrants end up homeless, which means they're destitute, which, which means on Maslow's hierarchy of needs, they're at the bottom rung. It is survival. So food, shelter. What, what happens to a human being when they cannot eat and they don't have shelter? They resort to crime. Inevitably, that is going to happen. Damage to property, the loss of life, sex trafficking, labor trafficking, the cartel flooding drugs into the market, killing American people. We are on the brink of an absolute humanitarian disaster. You know, the amazing thing to me, because I follow Michael Yan, and I know he's a dear friend of yours as well, and, you know, when you get the updates, I mean, all of this starts down, you know, these camps, and then people are, you know, pushed through the Darien Gap, and they're giving maps, and they're put on buses. I mean, this all seems purposeful and intentional. I mean, how can a country survive and exist if it does not protect its sovereignty, does not protect its borders. You, you cannot. You cannot. And, and look, let's go to the first duty of the president of the United States. People think the first duty is to protect Americans. It's actually not. It's to uphold the laws of the land and to mm -hmm. protect and defend the Constitution, mm -hmm. which inside the Constitution, it protects Americans mm -hmm. and the American citizen. Right. Yep. And, and that's completely been abandoned. And, and he has abdicated that responsibility. But not out of gross negligence. It's intentional, though. I make the argument, and I'll stand on this, that this whole migration crisis is driven out of Davos. It's led by the World Economic Forum. 100% is led by the United Nations. There are other nations that are being completely berated at the moment with migration. It's not just the U.S., but we are the worst because it's a global plan. Think about this. The Mexican president is complicit in this. He's opened his southern border. His southern border is open at, at, the, at the call and the beckon of the White House. He's allowing people from Honduras, Guatemala, Cuba, Venezuela, Turkey to travel through his country, rape, plunder, and abuse children in his country as long as they move through into the United States. I traveled into Piedras Negras, Mexico, and I'm walking in the streets with our team doing doing rescues and they asked me yaku what's wrong with piedras negras what's missing and i said guys i don't know and they said where's the homeless do you know that there's a mm. proactive initiative by the mexican president to literally ship all of their homeless all of their destitute population because they do not have a welfare system 
He is literally migrating his whole wife welfare class into Texas, saying, you take care of him. And that, by the way, are the ones escaping prison, the violent criminals. Mm-hmm. Just ship them north because well, our friend Joe Biden will take them. Well, it seems that this is a repeat of what happened during the Carter administration and the flotilla that came out of Cuba. Am I right? A hundred percent, because the plan, that globalist agenda, and this is not a conspiracy theory, China is part of BRICS, Brazil, Russia, India, China, they want to rule the world. They want to be the dominant power. Well, there's another faction. There's a Central European faction out of Italy and Davos and the Americas and the Obamas who are still very, very involved. There's that faction who say, listen, one world government, the global citizen, and say they're in the process. Alan, this has dawned on me. The only way to fundamentally change the nation is to change the values the people believe in. Mm-hmm. Well, nobody that's crossing the border today or after May 11th, which is the lifting of Title 42, nobody at that border is asked to become an American. Nobody. I was, as a citizen, I had to write an exam. I argue most American citizens will fail. I had to know the branches of government, the founding fathers, how it was set up. I had to I had to pass a written and spoken English test. I had to pass an English test. I had to say that I will pick up the American values. I had to then swore an allegiance to the United States of America, denounce an allegiance to my former country. I had to swear to bear arms against terrorists, foreign and domestic, to become an American. Why? That's how you hold these truths self-evident. That's how you protect the Constitution and the nation. I have to opt in to the system. Nobody is asking any migrant today to assimilate. That word is like a curse word. Who's talking about assimilation? Who's asking them, are you coming here to uphold law and order? Will you do it legally? Will you renounce it? No way. No way. Look at Canada. There's no such thing as a Canadian. There's a French Canadian, a Quebec Canadian. Canada doesn't have a culture because they've completely abolished that. We still hold on to the, the thread of an American culture where it's truth under God. Justice and liberty for all, one nation under God, the word of God, the rudder. They are absolutely breaking that by bringing in millions of people who have no interest in becoming Americans. Yeah, but it is it is still not just what Joe Biden is doing. You know, this is a a sovereign state that we live in, the state of Texas, 1,250 miles of border. The Texas state constitution uh, charges the governor of the state of Texas as the commander of the Texas military department to repel invasions, not put people on buses and send them further into the country. So to me, we have two levels of government that is not doing anything to help uh, whatsoever at, at the federal level and also at the state level. You've been down there on the border. You've seen what's going on. Uh, it, it can't be said better. And thank you for you, you throwing your hat in the ring for that office. Oh. And, and how, how what a different state it would have been if that was the case. Right. Let me just remind Texans here. We have constitutional right to defend the state. We do. We have. We Do, do people know that Texas has a, an Air Force? Yeah, we've got we've got power in this state. And then you have a populace that is demanding the border to be closed, yet nothing is being done because there is very little political will by the current Texas administration. Let's park 
Joe Biden for a minute. Let's talk about Ken Paxton and Dan Patrick, uh, you know, and Greg Abbott. And, and although Ken fights trafficking, Greg Abbott's initiative and taking initiative to actually fix the problem is very, very milquetoast at best. He loves to blame Biden, pass the buck to Biden. All while Texas are su- Texans are suffering, Texas are dying from fentanyl poisoning, Texas ranchers are seeing their property damaged. Texas is, is now all of a sudden, you know, the gateway to evil into the United States. So Biden and Abbott equally have abandoned post. I don't care about the Lone Star Project and, the, you know, and all the different things that Abbott, it, it's ineffective. These are political stunts that do nothing. All while you go to Hotspeth County and you can drive a dirty bomb into this country if you want to. Yeah. I mean, there's nothing. There's no border patrol. They're under-resourced. Our CBP agents have become administrators at best. They're pushing paper, right? They, they're processing folks. Nobody's asking, are you the father of this daughter or this son? Are you bringing something into the country? Uh, do you have a disease? HHS is non-existent on the border. Nowhere to be found. It's a disaster on the hands of the Texas administration, also the Biden administration. You know, let's transition and talk about your new documentary film, Sex Nation, because to me, that is the worst part, that we are aiding and abetting this child sex exploitation, you know, along this incredible journey that comes up from the Darien Gap through Panama all the way up to here. And now we see how bad the sexual exploitation is happening in the United States of America. And to me, that is a true evil. Uh, And we just recently had a member of HHS, a whistleblower, testify about the loss of somewhat 90,000 children in the system who are out there, I guess, working in factories or things of this nature to pay off the debt to the cartels. How can we fix this child sex exploitation and and talk about the focus of the documentary Sex Nation? Yeah, and I'm sorry, in my mind, I just can't on this call you, Alan. I got to respect you, man. Colonel West, here's here's the here, here's the, the truth. A man cannot serve two masters. Mm-hmm. We are the number one buyers of sex in the world. We're the number one nation demanding sex with children. So if we're going to stop the trafficking of children, the sexual exploitation or rape of children, then the American male has to stand accountable to himself and to God to say, I'm going to stop demanding people to be sexually exploited by watching and participating in pornography. It seems subtle, but it's not. Supply meets demand. They're bringing, you know, the the, the cartel that's bringing Honduran kids into this country, who are they selling the children to? They're not selling them to Hondurans, selling them to American citizens. And so we have in our nation abandoned the word of God, the moral compass, the word of God that says, listen, depart from evil ways. Rather have a millstone around your neck than Mm -hmm. lead one of these children astray, not even rape them, but just lead them astray. So first, let's take accountability and protect our own children. Then secondly, we have to understand that evil Satan targets children. Why? When you touch a child. When you destroy a child's life through exploitation, you destroy families. Are you aware, Colonel, that where there's a child that has suffered sexual abuse, over 50% of the time that family ends up in divorce? Mm-hmm. Even if it wasn't the family's fault or the fa- it brings destruction into the home. 
It is the greatest weapon against the nuclear family in America. It's, in fact, the greatest weapon against our culture. And that's the aim of the documentary. It says, listen, America, you've embraced the Roman lifestyle and you cannot stand. You will fall. Sexual immorality will eat and, and be so erosive, eat at the nuclear family that we will lose the America we think we have. It's inevitable. Sex is a powerful weapon to bond husband and wife together. And I said husband and wife, male and female, man and woman, two genders. It's a powerful bond created by God, but it's an equal powerful weapon against the family if you weaponize sex against children. You know, so when you look at what is happening and all of a sudden in the last, I don't know, two to three years, you know, we've got this whole you know, puberty blockers, hormonal therapies, these gender mutilation, mutilation surgeries. Do you see this as a dedicated agenda? I mean, when the satanic temple of America is bringing a lawsuit against the Supreme Court because they want to be able to murder unborn babies, I mean, we have evil at the highest levels in this country now. These are all means to an end. And as grotesque and diabolical as they are, you know, drag queen story hour, trans, you know, double mastectomy on 12 year old girls, Texas doctors performing these things. It's diabolical, but it's a means to an end. Ultimately, the end is normalizing sex with children, yeah. normalizing the sexual exploitation of children, pushing culture so far to such an extreme to cut body parts off of children for culture to say, OK, OK, you know what? Just children can consent to sex. Just stop the madness. Well, that is madness. Children cannot consent to sex. It's anti-God. It's, it's non-biblical. However, a lot of the church is now growing weary, is building tolerance to the conversation, Colonel, to where now they'll say, well, is pornography really bad? Should a child not be able to consent maybe at 14? California now trying to lower the age of consent to 14. Mm. Well, the second you do that, you inadvertently have abolished child, child sex trafficking laws. Yep. You've abolished, uh, you know, statutory rape because now the 14-year-old has to prove that it was forced fraud or coercion. Now the 44-year-old can target the 14-year-old and say she wanted it. She, she's able to give consent. It's insanity. Uh, we have a precedent for this, Colonel. It was called Sodom and Gomorrah. Yes. And God destroyed that country. You know, you just reported recently about something that happened. And, and this is in Texas, first and foremost. It's not in the city, but it's in a rural area in Plainview, Texas, which is out uh, kind of near Lubbock area. But in the, a first grade class, a six-year-old girl was sexually assaulted in the class while the teacher was in the class. Can you tell us about that case? Yeah, this case is, uh, unfortunately, it's, it's the third of its kind. We have a 12-year-old, a 14-year-old, and then a 6-year-old, all sexually abused at school during class with leadership in proximity. This is, and this is Texas. We're not talking about Calabasas, California, where we, you would expect it, or New York, where anarchy is roaming the streets. This is Texas, this, the so-called stronghold. You know, the Bible Belt. And, and it's, it's atrocious that we have to now fight 
for the community and the school system to even frown upon this, Colonel, and they're not. They're not frowning upon it. And this is my point. They have so far pushed the the radical leftist agenda and satanic ideology that they want society to not frown upon this, where a child can be sexually abused in a in a class at age six, and it should be considered normal. But remember, comprehensive sex ed, the new you know curriculum, mm-hmm. the the manifesto for the world's youth was written by UNESCO from the United Nations, Planned Parenthood, SICUS, and the World Health Organization, and they wrote a curriculum to teach and train kindergartners about masturbation. And then in the curriculum, they encourage them to experiment on one another. So of course you're going to find abuse in the classroom. When you start hyper-essentializing a young boy's hormones prematurely, way in advance, six, seven years in advance of the natural cycle of puberty, of course his hormones are gonna fire. He doesn't have the wherewithal to know well, my teacher's saying I should experiment, but I can't force it upon my classmate. Where now the other two cases that I told you about are literal rape, mm-hmm. gang rape, in Richardson, Texas. And one of them is gang rape at a Christian camp where three boys raped a 14-year-old boy. And the counselors did not frown upon it. It took 72 hours before they reported it to the parents. This is my point is culture is starting to normalize this as if we should accept it. It is disastrous. You know, uh, this is one of the reasons why when I hear people on the Republican Party side say that we should not get into the the cultural wars, we should not, you know, get into these uh, issues of, of, you know, sex and what have you. This is not a culture. This is evil. And it has to be gotten into because if one political party is going to push it, like what we see happening, or turn a blind eye to it, or even at worst to aid and abet it, then we've got to have somewhat. Can this be resolved legislatively, politically, or is this up to the body of Christ? Yeah, unfortunately, Satan doesn't care if you're a Republican or a Democrat, a Libertarian. (laughs) He does not care. He doesn't even ask the question. He goes after destroying souls. Yeah. So the notion that this is somehow just in one party, we have arrested as many, as many pastors as non-pastors, mm. janitors to CEOs. Yes, there's one party that's looking the other way, aiding and abetting. But I would argue to your comment, Colonel, that there's also one other party that says stay away from these topics. Yes. It's kind of political suicide. Well, is that not aiding and abetting? Is that not enabling Satan to steal, kill, destroy, to grab territory, territory being the innocence and virtue of our nation's children. Rather, I say to the Christian conservative, and in that order, not conservative Christian, we have a lot of conservative Christians, Colonel, (laughs) who will shy away from some topics and some scripture, but the Christian conservative, you must fight. You must have these conversations. You must step in and actually make this campaign policy. campaign, you know, agenda. Those are the individuals, I think, going forward, who are worthy of fighting for and voting for. Yeah, I I agree with you wholeheartedly. And that's why I was so upset. Uh, Last week, I think Peter Thiel 
you know, the big billionaire Republican fundraiser who says that uh, he's not happy with Ron DeSantis because he's getting involved in too many of these social issues. I would just tell Peter Thiel to go pound sand. Uh, and we know the problem he has with his lifestyle. Uh, we won't go there over that. Yako, as we close out, how can people follow you? How, where, can you give us an idea where uh, Sex Nation is going to be showing? I mean, do you have a, you know, a film release uh, schedule out there? Yeah, we, we are. Yes, what we did with Sex Nation, we released it, and now we make it available in a format called Watch Parties. People can stream it online any, anytime, 24-7 at sexnationfilm.com. But they can also go to that website and say, I want to host a watch party for me and my friends, for my church. We have a watch party in Austin, Texas for the legislatures uh, 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 on May 16th. And the public is welcome. And we'll see who shows up from the legislature to come <laughs> actually step into this battle. Angela Paxton is hosting it. Yeah. But we'll see who shows up from, from you know, the Texas legislature. But people can host this to inform their communities, empower them. The film is titled Sex Nation, but there's nothing exploitive in the film other than real talk, real conversation, over 40 interviews with industry experts talking about how we got here and how we get back on the right track. And I want you to just remind people again something that you said is profound. America is the number one demand for sex. America as a nation, is the number one nation on earth purchasing sex. It's also the number one nation on earth purchasing sex with children, demanding the sexual exploitation of human beings by far. We lead by far. Every diabolical sexual perversion number, Pornhub, America number one, minutes spent, uh, sex trafficking of children, of American children, before we even talk about migrants, America, porn produced on ourselves, America. Gen Z is the number one generation, American Gen Zs, of self-exploiting, making pornography on themselves and distributing it third party. That's the culture we're in today. So we must at some point take accountability, stand in front of God and repent. Because scripture says then he will hear our prayers and heal our land. You're absolutely right. And this is an incredible land that he has blessed us with. There's no other nation in the world that was established on the premise that the rights and freedoms, liberties of the individual are endowed to them by the creator God, the Judeo-Christian heritage God. So, Yaakov Boyens, thank you for what you do out there every single day. Please follow him, ladies and gentlemen, and it's an honor to call you friend. And thank you for being on the Steadfast and Loyal podcast. The honor is mine. God bless you, Colonel. Appreciate you. Thank God you so much for you. your voice. Thank you, Yaakov. Want to thank each and every one of you for joining us for this episode of the Steadfast and Law podcast. And special thanks to my dear friend Yako Boyens for being with us as well. And if all, as always, if you like this podcast, please click the like button and share it with others. And until next time, steadfast and loyal. Before they burn it down.